0: Amen. Would you hear these words of Scripture from the 40th chapter of Isaiah? I'll be reading the first 11 verses and I'll be reading from the contemporary English uh, version of the Scripture. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak compassionately to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her compulsory service is ended that her penalty has been paid and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is crying out, clear the Lord's way in the desert, make a level highway in the wilderness for our God. Every valley will be raised up and every mountain and hill will be flattened. Uneven ground will become level and rough terrain a valley plain. The Lord's glory will appear, and all humanity will see it together. The Lord's mouth has commanded it. A voice was saying, Call out. And I said, What should I call out? All flesh is grass. All its loyalty is like the flowers of the field. The grass dries up and the flower withers when the Lord's breath blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, the grass dries up, the flower withers. But our God's word will exist forever. Go up to a high mountain, messenger Zion. Raise your voice and shout, messenger Jerusalem, raise it. Don't be afraid, say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Here is the Lord God coming with strength with a triumphant arm bringing his reward and his payment before him. Like a shepherd, God will tend the flock, will gather the lambs into his arms and lift them into his lap. God will gently guide the nursing ewes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It is great to be present with you today. We have already experienced marvelous music today, and I know that's just a taste of what's to come, isn't it? So it, uh, it's just uh, wonderful to be here, and uh, thank you, uh, David, for the invitation to come. It's been a, a great privilege and honor to come and be in, in this congregation. Uh, as you can tell, I did not grow up with, in Oklahoma. I have an accent from a foreign land, and <laughs> I grew up up in uh, the western part of Texas. This is the way everybody talks there, so y'all <laughs> just have to get used to it a little bit, or at least uh, at least you've got a nap for about 20 minutes, and uh, and that'll be fine as well. It is a great privilege to be here today, and uh, as I pick this scripture and the scripture and meditate on it. The words to us come uh, from the scripture, but they were set to music by Handel and the Messiah. And I cannot hear any, I cannot read any part or hear these words without thinking of that wonderful uh, piece of music. The Messiah was first uh, performed in 1742, and that's about the time the Methodist movement began as well. So this would have been new contemporary music for John Wesley. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the Wesleys, of course, were very innovative in, uh, in reaching people through music. So I just greatly appreciate uh, the ministries in this congregation. So it's a great pleasure and a, and a wonderful time to be here today. This text actually has four voices who speak. And I want to think about those voices today, and that uh, forms the basis of their message together. The first one to speak, the first voice to speak, is actually the voice of God. And during this Advent season, this text is so central to Advent that it is important for us to realize what that message is today and who it is for. It's a message that begins by saying, comfort comfort my people and then god goes on to say speak with compassion to people one of the things that i did for several years was consulted with the churches of various sizes and types and and uh, and now i kind of do church consulting still but it's with a capital c uh, as a bishop Uh, before it wasn't with a capital c that was for sure Um, but uh, but one of the church consultants who's had a great influence on me and i think uh, uh, has laid out some very healthy guidelines for a healthy church is ken callahan dr callahan says that there are three uh, motivators that every healthy church shares and the first of those motivators is compassion and so it's no accident to me that that God is speaking to to the people and saying it's time for a word of comfort and compassion and so that's the that's the spirit of Advent one of comfort and compassion it's one where people come We all bring needs. We all need God. We all have struggles in life. Here is a place where we can hear a word and a message of compassion. There are two other motivators that uh, Dr. Callahan talks about as well that I think are equally important, and one of those is community. That we gather as a people who really are called out of various walks of life and come into this place and worship and identify with this community. It's not just limited to the people who are here. There are people across who watch on television or in internet or in the other service. There are people who are part of this greater community of Boston Avenue, a community defined by compassion. Callahan says there's one other motivator that people outside the church share certainly as well and that we hope to offer within the church and that motivator is hope that we come to bring a message of hope to people who sometimes have no hope compassion community and hope those are three things on which healthy congregations are built and this is the message that I I see embedded in this message from the prophet Isaiah that uh, that has become so important in the the season of advent that's the context we need compassion we need to belong we need hope and that's the message of advent that's the message of god The second voice cries out, I'm not quite sure who it is, I haven't been to heaven yet. But this voice is crying out and saying, in the wilderness, there's two ways to read this. In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, or prepare the way for the Lord. Um, Oh, I just got myself so confused, have you ever done that? (laughs) These commas mess me up so bad. I've got to start over with that. The first one, crying out in the wilderness, as though we're the one in the wilderness, in that location. We are there. We are the one who can't find our way through. Is that the place where we're called to prepare? Yes, it is. But there's another way to read this text. It can also be read crying out in the wilderness prepare see how i got so confused with that (laughs) we can be crying out in the wilderness to prepare or we cannot be in the wilderness and cry out even if you are in the wilderness prepare no matter where we are in our life god is extending an invitation to us to prepare the way of the lord to prepare a highway for our God, an interstate for our God. That's our call. Now, I've had an interesting time since coming to Oklahoma. I'm a native of, of West Texas, and, and it's flat, and you can see a long way out there, and you can drive like there's no tomorrow as long as the highway patrol are not out. I've noticed in uh, Oklahoma there are three rules uh, that that I'm not sure I've seen all of those where I'm from. The first rule is this. When you see an orange sign that says slow down, there's construction coming. It doesn't mean slow down. If anything, it means speed up and get ahead of that guy. So you can be the uh, ahead of them through the construction zone. Now I've I've observed that. I also saw a sign that said ten thousand dollar fine, so I'm not gonna tempt uh, fate with that one, I don't think. I've also noticed a curious thing that there, there are signs that say speed limit. And in Oklahoma, that means you add at least 10 to whatever that number is. Is that right? All right. That's all right. I I won't make a confession. I almost made a confession, but I was afraid that'd go out over the whole airway. So I always, always drive exactly what the number on that side is. So don't you know? Don't you know? (laughs) And the third thing, and this has got to be true of Isaiah's highway, you gotta have a Pike Pass. <laughs> it sure makes it go faster, so anyway. We love Oklahoma. It's great to be here and uh, the people are just wonderful. We've made so many connections and friendships and, and it's a great, great place and uh, it's been a wonderful place to serve. So I may make a little fun and make a little joke, but, uh, but it is a real, real blessing to serve God in this, uh, in this state and in this area. You know, it's probably a good idea to get back to the text, isn't it? <laughs> there are three verses, uh, three speakers here. The first one is God, and God is saying, speak a word of compassion, speak a word of comfort. The second voice says, prepare a way, whether you're in the wilderness or whether you're not, prepare a way for the Lord, build a highway for God. And the third voice says, call out. Now, we don't know yet what the third voice has to say because the fourth voice is the prophet. And the prophet says, what should I say? (laughs) What can I say on behalf of God? Because as the prophet looks around, he notices, Isaiah notices, that all flesh are grass. And grass don't live very long. (laughs) The flowers don't live very long. It reminds us of our lives. Everything, the grass grows, it dies. The flowers bloom, they wither. What am I supposed to cry out when all around me, and in the context of his day, people were in captivity. They were oppressed. They were in a foreign land. There was not much compassion. There was a scattered community, and there was very little hope. What am I supposed to cry out in the midst of that? Now, for me, this Advent's been a, been a very different one, a difficult one in some ways. I have a brother who was a couple of years younger than me, and uh, uh, his birthday's coming up this week. Mine was last week. Now, mine's a national secret, so don't tell anybody. Especially that number, the last four numbers are like your social security numbers, you don't tell anybody uh, what they are. Surely mine started with a 20 in front of it on when I was born, don't you know that? Anyway, one Christmas uh, my dad was between jobs I think, I was probably 8 years old, my brother maybe 6, maybe 7 and 5, I don't remember for sure. And uh, we didn't get as much stuff, and that means we didn't get as many toys for Christmas. We got one toy, I think. And that was such a disappointment. You know, one toy only lasts for two hours (laughs) when it's new, and then it's old, you know. Never mind that we had closets full of stuff. But we only had one cotton-picking toy for Christmas and uh we had one hope our granddad was coming over we traditionally opened uh, presents from him on sunday night and we knew he'd come through with another toy because we'd already used up the one we got that morning obviously (laughs) so we get the presents and uh and um you know open it up tear into the packages open that thing up and you know you kind of look at it i i was really smart as a kid can't you tell today and, uh, and I knew not to say anything except, oh, thank you, you know, and here we got clothes again. Well, my brother, he had a big mouth and not much common sense, so he opens this up, he tears into it, he gets this painful look on his face, and he looks in the package and he says, clothes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, only in West Texas can you take a one-syllable word and make it three you know, that valve. it is clo-oh-oh-ohs. Not only is it three syllables, it's three pitches and a lot of pain. Cloves. <laughs> well, I've thought a lot about that, and I've thought a lot about other stuff because this Advent is different. Last summer, my brother was killed. He was drowned in an accident in flood. Some of you are right there. Not that. But have carried and carry into Advent and into Christmas a deep, profound pain. It doesn't have to be the loss of somebody you love. You can identify, you know, if you're hurting, you know right now, exactly what it is that you're carrying. And let me say to you that the voice that cries out and says all flesh is grass, we're just going to all die and all of that stuff, that is not the last word. There's another voice that speaks again in this passage and brings to us a marvelous hope that is beyond anything that we can comprehend because this life is not all there is. This existence does not end. Thanks be to God for the gift of Christmas and the birth of Christ and the victory of God. The fourth voice speaks and says to Isaiah, and says to us as well, go up to the mountain top and shout. Raise your voice, O Jerusalem. Raise it and don't be afraid, because the strength of the Lord is here thanks be to god and then isaiah begins to the the fourth voice begins to talk about how god's going to come and he says that god's going to come like a shepherd among the sheep by the time of jesus day jesus said i am the good shepherd and the people that heard jesus say that they said huh Because a good shepherd, a good shepherd, is an oxymoron. An oxymoron is putting two opposites together. There were no such things in Jesus' day as good shepherds. They were all bad. A shepherd couldn't testify in court because it was assumed they were lying. (laughs) A shepherd couldn't sell milk. A shepherd couldn't sell uh, meat. A shepherd couldn't sell wool. It was all assumed to be stolen. Why in the world if God was going to bring the announcement committee to to view the newborn Christ would he bring people that you couldn't count on their testimony for heaven's sake? Well can God count on my testimony? (laughs) Can God count on your testimony? Can God count on all of our testimony that we're always right and always spot on we're always there no we can't except by grace and so we gather this season to celebrate the coming of christ because the coming of the christ is our strength and our hope and through the coming of christ we experience compassion that comes from beyond ourselves and we're formed in a community from above. It is not our own making. Thanks be to God. That's what Advent is about. So when you hear those scriptures sung, when you read them, when you think about them, hear the voice of God to you, speaking compassionately, inviting you to be part of community and giving you hope because we have hope that nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. what am I supposed to speak? Well, I don't know. But I know that God is calling you in your profession, wherever you are, in your life, wherever you are, in your school, to make a difference. And so what difference is God calling you to make in this chapter of your life? Let's pray. Oh God, today we give you thanks that we do not serve and fear you as a grass, blade of grass, might fear a lawnmower. <laughs> God, we thank you for your love for us and compassion that reaches down to the depth of our soul with forgiveness and grace. And we pray for that this Advent season. Come, Holy Spirit. And especially for those of us who are struggling with something, come now and soothe our hearts and lift up our heads that we might say, thank you, Lord.